Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Georgina O'Shea and her husband Ken have recently welcomed a new baby girl after um, after a difficult period of time. And Georgina is with us on the line today. Georgina, first of all, congratulations. Thank you so much. Listen, bring us back, Georgina, and just tell us about the start of your story. From Leon, is it? Yeah. Okay, so I gave birth to Leon in 2004. I was 16 giving birth, so I was a teenage mom. Um, Leon's birth was perfectly, perfectly normal labour. Um, there were no signs or no suggestions that anything was off. Um, when Leon was two and a half, so in about 2006, 2007, we had our first miscarriage. Um, and we went to the doctor and they just told us, look, your age is in your favour. It happens to every woman. Um, and kind of some asked me, you know, just kind of pushed it aside, I suppose, mm. because of my age. Um, in the next year and a half, then there was another two miscarriages that followed. Um, again, we got no answers. We, the doctors just kind of pushed us aside. So we actually moved to Cork uh, not long after. And within a year, we found out we were pregnant again and we were in doctor surgery. And the doctor had said she'd done a pregnancy test and she had said, you know, congratulations. Um, and at that point, I just said to the doctor, you mean commiseration? It's, I've had three miscarriages. I'm getting nowhere. It's probably the same thing going to happen. So that doctor actually was the only doctor and the first doctor to ever listen to me and listen to my concerns. So okay. she got me in touch with Keelan O'Donoghue in the CUMH. So Professor O'Donoghue took myself and Ken under her wing and done all tests and all checks and everything was working perfectly. Um, Professor O'Donoghue had always maintained that it was only something small and that there was always a, there was always a chance I could have another. So we tried everything, what was scientifically proven, what was in trials and Again, we just kept meeting brick walls. Um, the last pregnancy before Riley was three years ago. Um, I, we fell pregnant and everything was fine. Everything was looking good. The bloods were looking good. But unfortunately, it ended in an topic. So I actually lost one of my tubes. Um, so after surgery, the doctor came around to meet me and told me that my other tube was badly scarred that the likelihood of me having a normal pregnancy would be very unlikely. Um, just that it there was a higher risk of me having a second atopic. Mm. So at that point, I suppose Ken and I sat down and we had a chat. And it, it was the surgery, like, I mean, it was major surgery. I had to yeah. get the tube removed. So we just, you know, we had Leon and it was time now to, I suppose, in our mind, it was time now just to focus on him and, you know, not to put, when your life is at risk, I suppose, it gives you a different perspective and you just think very differently. So we agreed to kind of just stop and start doing and living, I suppose. Um, so we start doing things, I suppose, that we missed out on in our teenage years with being parents and in our early 20s. So we're kind of living life for a little bit for the yeah. last four years. And then little Miss Riley decides to put a spanner in the works and be like, I'm here now. Yeah. <laughs> when 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 was Riley born, uh, Georgina? Uh, she was born the 17th of May. So it's just, what, 10 days ago? 
nine days ago. Nine days ago, yeah. Life changing. Very, yeah. very. But definitely for the better. You know, it, we're still on a whirlwind. We're all still on cloud nine. Yeah. Whether we'll ever come off that cloud, God knows. But we're enjoying it so far. The, up to the point of um, the consideration around the surgery, um, like at, I mentioned at the start, it, it was tw- was it twenty three miscarriages in total, Jordina, you went through. Yes, yeah, so we had twenty three in total, um, six in one year, so they were back to back. That was when we were doing the trial drugs. So I was at one stage, I was pregnant, miscarrying, pregnant, miscarrying. Um, it was there was a couple that were very close and on on top, but. We were trialing drugs, so we always knew that this was a possibility. You know, we were kind of prepared mentally that possibility that these wouldn't work. You still have hope, mm. but there was, I think, we more so built ourselves up to that nothing was going to work. And were the trial the the the, the trial drugs that you were um, the drugs that you were trialing was that through um, a specialist in Ireland? Yeah, true, Professor O'Donoghue. Okay, that's where you were, yeah, you were doing that. And like, I suppose the knock, um, Georgina, that comes with like, you know, you said six miscarriages in one year, you're, it must have been very difficult. And in terms of your, your confidence then at each and every time when you've, you you were pregnant. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, it, it affected me. It affected me massively. Um in general, I'm quite a positive person and, you know, I, I have this mindset, what's behind you, leave behind you and let's move forward. Because if we take it forward, you know, we're only setting ourselves up for failure. But at that time, mentally, it was the most challenging thing I've ever went through. Um, without Ken, I suppose, I probably would not have made it through. He was, he was my rock through the whole thing. But there was no... He didn't have a rock, if that makes sense. So he was carrying, he was carrying the cross of kind of helping me cope and been there for me, and then trying to deal with everything himself. So for sure, Ken definitely was a diamond through the whole thing. Mm. But without him, mentally, I probably would not have got through it. When baby Riley arrived nine days ago, I'm I'm sure there were plenty of t- tears of joy. Unbelievable. <laughs> I think at one point the midwives and the doctors uh, inside in the hospital shed a tear. Um, just I think every, a lot of people up there would have known and would have seen my background and yeah. all the nurses and doctors that were involved. But um, I, yeah, probably doctors and nurses cried more than I did myself, <laughs> which was quite yeah, sweet. absolutely. Um, and like that when she was born, anybody that was involved throughout my pregnancy doctors, nurses, they actually all came to see her so she was a little celebrity for yeah. a couple of days the, If you don't mind Georgina, I, I just want to, to read some um, some of the messages that have just come in here while while we're, we're chatting this afternoon. Um, this texter says, I went through something very similar myself. We tried to get pregnant for eight years. We had ten miscarriages in that period. You feel completely hopeless, but you have to keep going for your other children. I finally had my second baby last year and will be forever grateful, says this listener. Um, there's another texter says, this lady has given me so much hope. 
we've had four miscarriages over the past few years and we've ended up heartbroken every time I long for a child it can be a lonely place to be and nobody really discusses it when we told our friends about our first miscarriage they were so awkward they didn't know what to say to us it actually creates a bit of a gulf between us as this listener what, what would you say Georgina to those those texters that are listening to you today and, and like so some you know inspired by by your by your story well, that text with that lady who said, you know, that she felt isolated and talking to her friends, I completely relate. Um, it is, it's it's a very, very lonely place for both yourself and your partner. Um, I found the same thing. You, If you try to speak to someone, it they didn't understand it. They didn't know what to say. And sometimes they'd say the wrong thing or... You know, their comments might upset you. For argument's sake, I would have had a a lot of comments. But sure, you have one. Aren't you lucky you have one? But them comments in themselves, I understand the person person saying, you know, know, it's great that you have one. Some people don't have any. But them comments in themselves, they actually have a knock-on effect. So you feel like, okay, I know I have a child, but I long for another one. And my... I did on one point, one person had actually said it to me and I said, yeah, but that's the point. I have held a child. I understand what that feeling of love is. I understand what that maternal instinct is. It would have been probably somewhat easier had I not ever experienced that because I wouldn't have known what I was missing. So people's comments and I suppose it's a taboo subject as well. You're afraid to speak of it. You're, You're afraid to be judged other comments that you would get is why would you put yourself through that? Really, people, yeah, that's the this is the the kind of I suppose in inverted commas help that people, you know, the the sentences and the comments that they make. Is it like why why is there still, do you think, Georgina, or why is there such a stigma about talking about people's experience of miscarriage? I think for for us women, um if if a woman came to me and spoke to me about having a miscarriage, I'd be very open with the person. Mm. But that's me because of what I've went through and my experience. But I think a lot of people just bottle things up because if you read, if you go to a doctor and you've had one miscarriage, the first thing that doctor is going to say, oh, most women in their lifetime have at least one miscarriage. So it's almost like, you know, this is the normal so for you to experience that on your own and to be told from a doctor like, oh, this is normal, you you just feel like that you can't go to someone because it's like having your flu, you know, get up and get on with it kind of thing. But women women are afraid to talk and I think it's more to the fact they've been judged. Okay. Why, why are we trying? Why are we putting ourselves through it? And that personally, that's what I felt. If I did try to speak to anybody, it was, well, why why are you doing it? So it, it was the judge, judgment from other people that was stopping me from openly talking about anything. I, I mean, I went 10 years, Ken and I suffering before ever we even spoke. And when we did go to Neil Prendival, uh five years ago, that was actually to highlight for the men. Because my wife seen what my husband went mm. through. And when I came out to the other side and when I was mentally strong and able to look back on what I've been through, I suddenly realised, and it was only then, I was like, God, who was there for him? You know, everyone, he he would go out and people would be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Is she okay? 
But at no point did anyone say, are you okay? Are you all right? You know, just when you mentioned that, there's a, a text that's come in as well from a listener who says, please mention that it can be very hard on the fathers too. My own wife had a miscarriage earlier this year and I found it really hard to support her. I just don't know what to do. She's now obsessed with reading every article that she sees on miscarriage and she thinks that I don't care because I don't read them. There's one listener I'm, here today. That's, that's my point, my heartbreak for that yeah. guy. It really does because the guys do go through so much. I think women have a better way of dealing and coping but we have those that are lucky enough to have their partner there when they're going through it. We don't realise how much they're actually taking on and I guess I get that guy that's sending that text. I understand what he's saying. Like He feels helpless and he doesn't know what to do because they don't. Your emotions are so far over the place you're crying one minute you're angry at the world the next you know and they're just standing back helpless they're just taking the blunt of the emotions when you can't figure them out mm-hmm. yourself another listener says i got it. I, I got exactly the same response as regina one person said to me, what are you complaining about? You already have a child. Think of people that don't. Secondary infertility, it's heartbreaking and often people brush it off as being greedy, says this listener. Another texter says, I had a miscarriage late last year. It was only when I told friends about it that I discovered how many of them had actually gone through it too and they'd never felt that they were able to speak about it. Well, just Georgina, like I know you've, I, I really appreciate you sharing your story uh, with us here today on the programme. What's your message? Because there's quite a number of people listening here today who've sent in emails and texts and all of, you know, that have, have gone through very similar experiences to you. What message of hope, I suppose, could you could you give to them or advice? Never, never give up hope. Um, we do always have to think of our mental health too, as did I. So it's okay to give up some hope and it's okay to let go of a little hope. That's what I've done with Riley. Um, and I think maybe letting go of that little bit of hope might have taken that pressure off myself and might have made me feel just like that's quite a bit different. Um, I never did give up full hope, even though we had we had sat down and we had said, you know, we're, you know, that's it. We had never fully let go. We'd always believe, you know, maybe someday, maybe someday we might be lucky. And that someday did arrive. It did. It, it yeah. came. Nine days ago. Quite surprised. surprise. Yeah. 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 And she's, she's here and she's happy and healthy. Um, so like, you just never give up hope. But definitely with anyone out there that's going through it or anyone out there that knows of someone's partner going through it, just check in on the partners because they need checking in on too. I think that's really, really good um, advice, Georgina, for for people today. And I, I do appreciate your time here on the programme. I know you have a, you have a busy home life there at the moment, so I'll, I'll let you get back to it. Look, enjoy the weekend. Uh, mind yourself and thanks for your time in the show. That's Georgina O'Shea there. Um, and as she said, talking about her husband, Ken, and uh, yeah, their new baby girl, Riley, just nine days ago. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.